Hi, this is Paul Taylor from Paul Taylor Health and Fitness. Hey, this is Annie from the Coronas. <laughs> this is Niall Minnelli from the Performance and Fitness Academy. This is Callum Preen from Deadlifts and Red Lips. Hi, this is Stephen Obar from Obar Muscle. This is Jason Kaufman of Jason 2.0. This is the personal trainer, Dominic Minnelli. Hashtag the way of Dom. And you're listening to the Dan Kyo Wellness Project Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to episode 30. Yes, you did hear that correct. It's episode 30 of the Dan Kyo Wellness Project podcast. I am so pleased to reach this milestone and also so grateful for everybody who has tuned in and listened. Nearly 5,000 downloads so far, so I'm absolutely over the moon to have that level of interaction with you guys over the course of the last year. I'm absolutely delighted to have my 30th guest on today and his name is Mr. Paul Taylor from Paul Taylor Health and Fitness. Paul, welcome to the Dan Keogh Wellness Project podcast. How's it going, Dan? Thanks a lot for having me on your podcast. <laughs> no, it's my pleasure. It's been something that I've, uh, I think we spoke about initially last, uh, last September maybe, yeah. last October. So uh, as with many guests, it has been a scheduling uh, dilemma for us, but I'm so glad to be sitting here with you in a rainy afternoon. Oh in Dublin's fair city to talk wellness. So Paul Taylor Health and Fitness, how what was your road like leading to setting up your own your old health and fitness project? Um well I'd say yeah and it probably goes back about twenty years now at this stage. So um when I was starting off in secondary school um I was very active, uh, played a lot of sports and uh, yeah, soccer, rugby, all mm. these kinds of things and um Went to a school in CBC Monkstown and um, started playing rugby. And uh, not to be blowing my own trumpet here, but um, <laughs> but this podcast is uh, all about people blowing their own trumpet. Okay, so I would good. encourage you to do that yeah. as much as possible. Okay, cool. Thank and you. And the very listeners much. too, by the way. Excellent. Well, um, yeah. So I started playing rugby in a secondary school, and uh, yeah, um, you know, really took to it. And uh, yeah, was, what position were you playing? Uh, I was a centre, actually. I am. Um, I was a year older than everyone else in my year, so okay. I had to play with the second year team, okay. and I was just thrown in, didn't know any of the rules, I just used to get the ball and run, that's yeah. literally all I did, um, a little bit like Forrest Gump, if you've seen that <laughs> yeah. movie, I literally just get the ball and go for the try line, and uh, Well, yeah. if you boil rugby down, and a lot of our listeners who are in the, in the Canada, in Canada and the States wouldn't have that much exposure to rugby, mm. I mean, all our UK and Irish listeners will know how huge of a sport it is here, ah, yeah. but if you boil all the those crazy rules down to one thing it is grabbing the ball and going for the try line so uh, that kind of makes sense yeah. Uh, yeah absolutely yeah um, so yeah um i was playing rugby and it was going well and then uh yeah unfortunately got a horrific leg break oh no yeah i was playing in a black rock um still remember it very clearly um oh. it was only about 30 seconds into the game um, so Blackrock kicked the ball, I caught it, went for the try line and uh, yeah, I was in the very corner of the pitch and um, I just remember one of their forwards, so he was a big guy, yeah. uh, just fell on my leg sideways, my oh, whole leg yeah. just completely caved in. So um, yeah. so that was, you would have been what, 16, 17 uh, maybe? I think about 15, 16 maybe, right. um, it was in second year. So, um, so did that change your whole the path of your life then did you feel like you had what it took to maybe go into professional rugby at that stage or um, what were you thinking i hadn't really thought that far ahead at the time yeah. um but i just remember it was a real blow because yeah. so much of my kind of social scene you know you're getting making lots of friends through rugby and 
obviously all the teachers they're yeah. you know probably giving you a slightly favorable you know kind of treatment and yeah, there's yeah. a lot of kind of you know kind of social benefits and you yeah. know of playing sports in school so uh yeah i broke my leg and then um i didn't actually end up going back to it and um so that was the last rugby match you played around yeah, that time it was actually yeah so uh that was when i was in second year in school and then right. um didn't really pick it back up again in a uh, second year and third year in school and then um went into a transition year yeah and things probably took a bit of a turn for the worst there because okay. uh yeah just started um you know yourself transition year in school can be a time when people are just acting the messer for a yeah. whole year well i mean it's it does exactly what it says on the tune doesn't it it's a transition between you know early secondary school to planning for what you're going to do afterwards yeah. so there's going to be trying new things maybe Absolutely, is that what yes. you're saying Paul? very much so oh yes that will be totally transparent um it wasn't new subjects or anything like that anyway or uh, yeah. yeah it just basically um you know as we all probably have done at some stage when we we're young started drinking too much yeah um started smoking a lot of hash as well yeah. and uh, yeah. yeah basically just i don't know kind of having lots of new first experiences that were not maybe in the paul taylor yeah. health and fitness uh, uh, very much so yeah um absolutely yeah um you know so yeah just kind of i remember just like in fourth year in school I went down a road of drinking and smoking and yeah. all these kind of things that aren't uh, yeah. very conducive to health and fitness which yeah. is the last thing i was yeah. thinking about at that time yeah, yeah and um yeah then in fifth year and sixth year in school i never really got out of that fourth year mode yeah so um didn't have any interest in school at that stage right. and fifth year and sixth year i was like drinking and smoking yeah, and yeah. eating crap food and staying yeah. up late and sleeping all day and just yeah. And being a bit of a waster basically yeah and um, so yeah uh, leaving sir came around and um, didn't really bother doing any study for it uh, probably got about 50 points in my leaving oh, cert if i'm being honest like i was scraping past subjects and then yeah left school um had even less interest in education then right um just basically started drinking and smoking more and yeah. more late nights and that kind of thing and not really looking after myself so the opposite of balance paul absolutely yes yeah very much so um yeah what's interesting to me about you know like their major life events and we're only scratching the surface here at the moment in terms of your story which we'll get to the rest of in a few minutes but yeah. you know with that leg break in second year i mean having just listened to what you've just told me there i i, I really believe that that was a huge crushing blow oh yeah for you in your life because you mentioned you know how much of a positive impact socially yeah absolutely rugby had had on your life up to that point yeah. if you look conversely at the anti-health of fitness activities in which you were engaged like drinking and smoking yeah do you think that you were trying to get that camaraderie and connection back like it's a different activity, obviously playing sport and drinking and smoking yeah. and acting the maggot. But you probably developed a quite a close group of friends through that type of activity as well, although it wasn't the best for you. Yeah. Um, Do you think there's anything in that in terms of you know trying to get that back into your life? Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I just remember, like, obviously it was kind of a big blow breaking the leg, but um, I think I just come around fourth year in school, just felt a bit lost really. Yeah. And uh, wasn't really sure what I was looking for. And um, you know, you were mentioning there having the camaraderie in different form yeah. in terms of socializing as opposed to playing sports. But uh, yeah. 
it just like it was kind of polluting my body so much that uh, I just felt very kind of like socially anxious nearly. Oh, okay. I couldn't really function around people properly and right. uh, yeah, just a little bit depressed really and just yeah. very low on energy and yeah. just really felt pretty kind of terrible about myself all the time. And isn't um, it amazing how like you do get into that cycle of maybe drinking too much and this is, goes out to all the adults out here as well, you yeah, know, yeah. not just 14, 15 year old exactly. kids. Not people just are, under 18. <laughs> no, no, not at all. In fact, I would wager that 99.9% yeah. of people will be between the ages of 30 and 40 listening to this podcast now we yeah, all yeah. do it occasionally and we might overdo something we know is not good for us yeah, absolutely. that funk that you're describing there is so relatable yeah well i hope so like you were saying you were feeling depressed you were feeling low energy you were feeling did you say fuzz or funk that you were in maybe uh yeah just lost i think lost yeah so Couldn't. it's not it's not even how you're physically feeling it's it, it impacts your ambition your ability to probably make positive decisions yeah, for your life absolutely um you know yeah. ambition was certainly out the window yeah. i didn't really you know care about career prospects or college or anything at the yeah. time so but yeah um, so how did you transition from again we're, to, we're back into the whole idea of transitioning yeah. how uh, did you transition from that funk yeah. to where you've ended up training other people to live their best um, lives well yeah so i left school um and then i was sort of um jumping around from job to job and um, had very little interest in the jobs I was doing and uh, my work in those jobs probably reflected that um, got fired a couple of times and um, I think I was about 18 or 19 so like I say kind of jumping around between jobs for a couple of years after school and uh, I was working in a bank yeah um, I won't say what bank but uh, I think I was there for about a year maybe 18 months and uh, I sort of just like a switch nearly going off in my head i was just thinking back to the good old days about how great i used to feel when i was an early teenager and i just yeah. said uh you know i'm sick and tired of feeling sick and tired of no energy yeah. I'm constantly hung over just you know energy is very low I depressed yeah really depressed pretty much yeah don't have any interest in this job i'm doing so um i just made a decision that i was going to do everything i could to kind of help myself feel better yeah. and um, that's sort of where it first came from wanting yeah. me to feel good about myself and that's brilliant was... that you had that reference point of your early teens and you didn't forget about yeah. it yeah absolutely you know, so you you mentioned there it was like a eureka moment where you're like i'm sick and tired of feeling yeah. sick and tired but yeah. you had that beautiful reference point yeah of what you had experienced yeah exactly so i knew what it felt like to feel great so yeah and this is the issue i think with a lot of people certainly a lot of people who listen to my podcast a lot of them mightn't have ever had that reference point yeah of course so i think that's a really brilliant thing that you were able to have it's not going to be completely brand new to you you know i'm capable of feeling this way so how do i put the plans in place to yeah to get there again. to get back there yeah. yeah so what did you do absolutely so um yeah it was um it was just started looking into um actually after i broke my leg yeah. uh, i had to go see a personal trainer as part of my rehab okay. and uh, i really enjoyed that and um, so yeah. i kind of had a little taste of what personal trainer might be like back then and uh I was so saying, what you had a positive experience with a personal trainer i did actually because yeah. all we hear about these days is negative experiences uh, with personal trainers that you're gonna dispel uh, all those myths uh, now yeah, yeah um well like um a very nice guy um and yeah did a really good job because when i I was in a cast for about 16 months. Oh, 16 from, months? Yeah, it was a long time. Uh, it was a bad break. I think, yeah, about four months maybe, yeah. So, yeah, I was in a uh, cast from my ankle to my hip. And when I got the 
leg taken out of a cast. My leg was literally like a toothpick. It just oh complete God. muscle atrophy. It had withered away into just skin and bones. So obviously a lot of rehab was required yeah. after that. So um, yeah, went to go see a personal trainer three times a week for a couple of months up in the old Kiltiernan Hotel gym. Oh, yeah. So um, yeah, really enjoyed that at the time. And I was always asking your man plenty of questions and very curious and yeah. really had an interest in the kind of work we we're doing. So yeah. um, I think having sampled that as a client when I was younger, yes. it was always something that stuck with me. So yeah. uh, when I was working in the bank and in that bit of a rut, I just thought about courses I'd like to do to try and end up doing a job that I cared about and yeah. that I do like. So um, yeah, personal training came up and uh, Started looking up a couple of courses and um, yeah, started going back training yourself, obviously. Uh, yeah, I did because um, I hadn't done a tap in about I think probably I don't know four or five years now at this oh stage. So um, I was looking up courses and I actually remember the first bit of exercise, like proper exercise, I did in probably five years. What was uh, soccer? <laughs> yeah, uh, full pitch. Uh, yeah, full pitch. Oh my god! I know. Yeah, it was the um. That is the ultimate test of endurance. Yeah, it was the the illustrious UCD Sunday Super League, <laughs> which uh, basically is just full of kind of people. Maybe not everybody, but I know our team. We'd be going out on Saturdays yeah. and just showing up for a knockabout on Sunday. Yeah. And uh, even though I hadn't done any exercise or anything like that in years, yeah. I assumed I was going to be as kind of fit and as strong as I was before. Of course. Yeah. Uh, but I remember trying to run and it was just like somebody was, you know, had a sled yeah. attached to me and yeah. just so slow getting around the pitch. Like you had sandbags on the back yeah, of your heels. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Or like, yeah, weights on my heels. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, again, that was a bit of a wake up call. So, um, but you had already made the initial decision to start doing something, so that wasn't what made you decide. To yeah, no, it. absolutely yeah. not. Yeah, no, I was there because I wanted to get back yeah. to a place where I felt. And you're lucky that that bad experience of the sandbags on your heels didn't make you go fuck this and go yeah. for a pint. Oh yeah, no. Well, then we probably did go for a drink afterwards. But, yeah, but I mean, give, I was, up, give up on yeah. Your I was still determined to, um, you yeah. know, pursue this because anything else that was more of a reason to try to get you yeah. know kind of physically fit and healthy again so um yeah i started getting back into sports um joined crunch gym in dunleary Ooh. i don't know if you're familiar with i am yeah down yeah. on the seafront there yeah like an aquarium downstairs yes it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> look at all those healthy people exactly, honey. yeah all the kind of dolphins and whales yeah, well, you're licking your gym. ice cream you're you're licking your 99 with the flake in it looking at all the people running around yeah absolutely <laughs> or going for a gourmet burger right beside it yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so um yeah, so yeah, I started doing a bit of exercise back then and um left the bank and I did a two year sports therapy diploma course in Crumlin College of Further Education. Okay. And um yeah, I was really lucky. Our um our year tutor, so yeah. she took us for most of our subjects like yeah. anatomy and physiology and nutrition and sports therapy and I loved it yeah. and I really took to it. Were you like that 15 year old again asking your personal trainer questions? Absolutely yeah I really you were was. transported back into that. Yeah absolutely that's a great shout actually yeah. because it had been so long since I showed any interest in any sort of academic you know criteria or subjects. Yes yeah, so you could feel your mind literally right. opening I yeah, imagine. Yeah absolutely and it wasn't a matter of just you know reading books to memorize to yeah. pass an exam I was yeah. actually really trying to understand and learn what we were doing in college and, um, and re actually retain the information oh, absolutely. not just yeah. be interested in yeah it. to me it was just so fascinating because it was all about you know the body and how the body works yeah. and obviously we live in our bodies so yeah. the more yeah. you understand about that the 
better equipped you are to try yeah. and help it as you know function as optimally is that a word as yeah, optimally, yeah. optimally yeah. yeah nice shout yeah exactly so um <laughs> yeah and i was getting very good grades as well yeah um, which felt yeah. great because yeah. i'd never experienced that before not just an a for effort then and uh, no a for yeah, effort and content yeah <laughs> um so yeah i really enjoyed that course um it was two years and then yeah went on to do further study after that um that was two years. Then went on to do a, a four-year honors degree in a uh, Waterford IT. Oh, okay. Um, God knows why I went to Waterford. There's probably <laughs> plenty of places I could have gone to in Dublin. Yeah. But um, yeah, there was a sports science course down there that was really good. And um, well, it comes highly recommended that course. I know a few people that have that have gone down there and enjoyed that course. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. No, it's good. Um, yeah, the sports science lab down there is really cool. Yeah. Um, they have some very advanced um kind of yeah. technology for you know doing research yeah. and that kind of thing. So you didn't just take your your two years and set up and do your thing. You actually you wanted to go deeper into the science. Yeah, it. very much so. Um, I think the two years was a great place to start from. Yeah. But um, you know, I think when you're training people, there's a lot of responsibility Absolutely. because they're putting their physical well being in your hands. Yeah. So um, I just wanted to feel totally competent before yeah. I started. You know, yeah. taking people one on one and yeah. you know, because if you don't know what you're doing, it can be a very dangerous job. Yeah. Well, I love that like that dedication to you know always keeping up with the latest you know research into the human body and you know training and nutrition mm -hmm. dominic monley is absolutely brilliant at keeping up with the latest yeah. uh, information in that area as is david nolan from hba okay, cool. who i interviewed a couple of weeks ago and um his thing is all about <laughs> removing bullshit from the industry and there is so much, which we will get onto in due course yeah, in this in, in this uh, conversation. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm blessed to have met like Stephen Obar as well. You know, they're lifelong students of the the field of expertise in which they work. Yeah, yeah. and I really believe that there are people who would rest on the laurels of the two year course like the one you did and just set up and may not be as well informed. Yeah, let's put yeah. it that way as they could be. So yeah. I really admire that that dedication to. Oh. To, to really, you know, keeping up to date with everything because yeah. people deserve that, don't they? They're uh, paying enough for it. Very much so. And um, yeah, thanks. I appreciate the compliment. But no uh, yeah, I think uh, for me, when I started off, I felt like I learned loads. and <coughs> But then after that, the more you learn, there's almost the realization that there's so much you don't know as well. <laughs> That's how do you deal with how overwhelming that is? Because uh, that's not just in your industry. It's in my industry of, you know, social care and... Um, and I'm training to be a psychotherapist at the moment. There's so much contradicting yeah. research. Yeah. Like, how do you, in the area that you work in, deal with that initial feeling of overwhelm of, oh, God, I don't know everything? Like, what do you do? Um, first of all, uh, look for good quality research. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, you know. Don't just believe every Joe.ie article. Uh, no, I wouldn't or quite. Or uh, Yeah. No, I don't think, um, probably not the best idea, but, um, yeah, just coming from the academic background, they're yeah. always big on making sure that uh, anything you reference is a very good quality, yeah. you know, academic resource. So Peer-reviewed. Um, peer yeah, absolutely. It's always a good place to start from. And then, um, obviously, experience comes into it as well. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah you know, working with people and, um, you know, finding out for yourself what works and what doesn't, yeah. I think is invaluable as well. And then, um, yeah, just upskilling um, yeah. read and learn. And, you know, there's a lot of conflicting information out there. And I think a lot of it does have some merits, but I think a lot of people are sort of sitting in camps, like some people are, you know, 
paleo and that's all there is to it and yeah then some people are i don't know high fat low carb yeah. ketogenic whatever yeah. but i think a lot of these sort of principles and a lot of people out there who are trying to endorse different training or nutrition systems yeah they all have their merits so yeah. you know it's about trying to pick the best pieces from each of the different systems out there it's, sim- it's a similar dynamic paul to um a lot of us-based medical professionals will be sponsored by drug companies okay you know, so they might say, they might be paid as a sponsorship in a way to promote certain brands over other brands. Yeah, yeah. I would imagine it's very similar in the industry of the fitness industry in terms of, so if somebody is sponsored by some paleo-driven organization, yeah, yeah. they're going to have to hang all of their their hats on that and promote that as yeah. the only yeah way to move forward so yeah. i would imagine that money has a lot to do with what's yeah. going on with this misinformation so. yeah that's it um because it's not profitable to say choose a bit of that choose yeah. a bit of that it's not profitable you said yeah. you listened to stephen obar's yeah. second episode there today yeah i did and stephen is all about balance yeah and not focusing in on one area of nutrition yeah. or exercise yeah, yeah absolutely um you know, I think the most important thing is um, like sustainability, nearly. So yeah. if you're too rigid with one system or another, or I don't know, if you're trying to like uh, cut your calories too drastically, or you're just um, you know very sort of nearly stubborn about the type of exercise you want to do, I yeah. think uh, there's plenty of room for flexibility. Yeah. So you know, I think for me, whenever I work with people, um, I'm always trying to get them to kind of, you know, do training and kind of follow a nutritional program that they're going to be able to sustain long term. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, if you have that and they're eating foods they enjoy, um, they're able to have a little bit of a social life as well. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously doing the training as well. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I just really believe, like I've like read a lot of these kind of, um, you know, nutritional and training systems. And like I say, they all have their merits. But I think if you just find, you know, something people enjoy, the training they enjoy, nutritional kind of program they yeah. enjoy and just uh yeah doing everything there's one word balance. that keeps coming up in that whole sentence there and it's enjoy oh yeah it's so subjective similar to like i've been talking about wellness to 30 people now yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for the pa- and to many people yeah. who haven't yet come onto the podcast for the past year and yeah. the idea that there is one size fits all is complete bullshit Absolutely. in nutrition in wellness yeah. in training yeah um People need to be doing what they enjoy. Yeah, absolutely, couldn't and it's more. so subjective. Like what you you definitely enjoy a few things that I don't enjoy, vice versa. Yeah. We're, we're, yeah. we're human for feck's sake, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And this is the problem I have with all the misinformation out there. They're saying this one size fits all, but they're not taking into account the subjectivity of each client. Yeah, absolutely. So and personal I, preferences. Yeah. Well, I have a dilemma that I'm going to put to you now. Okay. It's Go not for a it. personal dilemma. It's going to cause you a dilemma. Okay. So. I don't know, what, what would be a good example now? So a company comes to you in the morning after this goes viral. Yeah. This interview is going to go completely viral. I like the cut of Paul's gym. I like the way he's talking about things. Yeah. But I only want him to promote my style of training, nutrition, balance, whatever. Yeah. And we're going to pay you half a million a year to do it. What are you going to do? Half a million? Yeah. Ten. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> I don't know, that's tempting. 
Um, I would like to think that, you know, I'm going to do the moral thing and um, say, no, I can't take your half a million euro. But you can see the difficulty that these people are in, like Food Babe and all these people who are getting absolutely slaughtered, but they have millions yeah. of followers. Uh, absolutely. You can see the dilemma that yeah. those people are in. Yeah, I understand it. Yeah. Like, you're nearly at the point where, well, I'm certainly nearly at the point where I can't even, I can't even hate on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because... I don't know what I'd do either. Yeah, that's it. Um, we all need to make a living. You know, and but that's one of the shitty things about society is how much money talks, uh, I believe. Um, yeah, very much it so. Makes it, people, it makes it very difficult for people. It's like, it's, it's like, it's like um, John Player Blue coming to me and saying, I'm going to give you a million quid a year to say how good John Player Blue cigarettes are for wellness and yeah, talk yeah. about that on your podcast all year. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's a ridiculous situation where people are given this such a huge amount of money yeah. to peddle something that they know may, a bit of it might be good for people in, in the nutrition industry, but yeah. balance is the key here. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. the way you described it earlier about you said the word enjoy about seven times and yeah. I picked up on that because I only do exercises that I enjoy. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. that'll make you keep going back for more. You know, if you're yeah. going to the gym every day to do stuff that you know you hate, <laughs> you know, it's quite likely that you're not going to go as much as you would if yeah. you were going every day to do stuff that you enjoy. Yeah. And, you know, there's and with good variety. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's loads of ways to get fit and healthy and yeah. strong. So, um, you know, it's something I really believe that whenever I'm with people, I want to make sure we're doing stuff that is, you know, obviously going to get them the results they're looking for, yeah. but uh, that they enjoy as well. Um, yeah. You know, like some people I can think of love to be pushed, pushed so hard, like to their physical limits, and yeah. they want to feel absolutely destroyed over a workout. They or actually after enjoy that. Yeah, well, that's what they kind of want to, you know. <laughs> yeah. Some of the people I train have a ridiculously high pain threshold, and uh, yeah, no. they just want to really train hard when they're there. Yeah. And um, so obviously, you get them doing a lot of, I don't know, I suppose hardcore training might be, <laughs> yeah, uh, why I'd call it. And then you have other people who just like don't want to be pushed to that sort of, yeah. you know, like the physical limits. But are they doing enough? Do you think, or do you believe they're doing enough to achieve their goals? It oh, might take them a bit longer. Yeah, than no, the people who were. I think no, definitely. Um, yeah, and I kind of. Like, we'll go back to the word again, sustainable. Um, yeah. You know, if, I don't know, somebody is training at a certain level um, where maybe there is an extra 10% left in the tank after yeah. a workout, um, that to me is okay. Yeah. Because, you know, if they're training three or four times a week, yeah. you know, their food is in check. And, uh, you know, not to say that they're not working hard now, but yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think that you need to have people absolutely destroyed after every single yeah, workout. Yeah, well, if you got 90% in, in every exam, you did, you'd be happy enough. Yeah, you? absolutely. That's it. That's and exactly it. You could have it. done that extra 10%. Yeah. If you're getting yeah. 50 every exam, there's definitely room for improvement. Yeah, very much so. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I've developed a, a way... Like I'm training at the moment about three, four times a week, and um, very good. Yeah, no, I, mean, I had this crazy idea last year that I train every day. I remember, I got yeah, to about three hundred and eleven, yeah, which yeah. isn't bad out of three six, three six six. It was a leap year, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, it's I'm finding that I've developed a way to I would leave that ten percent, yeah, in four out of the four days, yeah. yeah. But I'm so satisfied. Because I've got a lot of variety in my training. I've started yeah. using the boxing bag. I've started doing a lot of rowing. Yeah, swimming now as well. Sprinting, actually. swimming. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I really have found that whilst I would love somebody there with a whip behind me, you know, cracking yeah. the whip, I can't afford it as much as I'd like to. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, but it's I really feel really proud that I've been able to develop that ability to push myself. It, well, ten years ago it would have been forty percent, and I'd be like, oh jeez, yeah, yeah, yeah. jeez, I need to go to McDonald's now. Yeah. You know, yeah. I need a reward. All my my mindset was completely different to what it is now in terms yeah, yeah. of training and nutrition. Well, it was great. always suffer reward suffer reward yeah the reward was never healthy yeah the suffering was never enjoyable yeah yeah and now it's just do this thing i'm gonna feel better yeah absolutely it's the mindset shift yeah. with good variety and yeah very much so like you know? um i don't want to speak for you but i imagine that by going to the gym three or four times a week and not destroying yourself yeah. every single time you go you enjoy it and then you go back for more and then yeah. you know you build up a tolerance and a threshold exactly. by doing it that way so then yeah. you know when you do want to really push yourself hard and yeah. go 110 percent, you yeah. have that capacity when exactly. you do want to go that hard but also this week's 80 percent Oh, sorry, eighty percent four weeks ago is now fifty percent. Yeah, you know, so yeah, your absolutely. tolerance is growing. Yeah, your fitness is growing. Your yeah. particularly uh, with the rowing and swimming, I can really see the stamina growing week on week. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like it can happen that quickly. Yeah, that's it. Well, it's all about consistency. <laughs> yeah, you know, much better off you know doing something regularly and um, you know three or four times a week and uh yeah then sort of going hard as, as hard as you can for two weeks yeah. dropping off for a week and kind of coming and going um yeah you know i really do believe that consistency and um, enjoyment yeah yeah and you know all these kind of personal preference for exercise yeah. as well Um, it's like you said it can be very you know you need to take the person's kind of um yeah there's so kind their, of their uh, approach their, their personal likes and dislikes yeah absolutely yeah. yeah it's a very human thing but it has to be done you know it has to be yeah because i really um you know whenever my clients come to me i want to make sure that they enjoy the time they spend with me yeah um and they enjoy the workouts we're doing together and getting the results so um well yeah. that's it that's an interesting point you bring up and for all the trainers listening like i've i've been to dominic uh you steven ober and i've enjoyed my time with them just as much if not more than what they have shown me yeah i think that this isn't spoken about enough in the industry because what you're talking about there is interpersonal relations absolutely between trainers and i'm not hating on any trainers here yeah. but i'm just saying i've seen trainers who could not give a toss what's I've going seen. on in front of their eyes they're on their phone i've seen that myself it's oh man it's, well i feel really body bad. language is body just, language is so poor they're, they're not like they might say do 10 of them yeah whatever it is push-ups yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. 10 minutes on the tread whatever it is yeah, yeah. but i can just i'm just looking at them and i'm thinking you would earn so much more money and respect yeah. and be giving people such a better service if you just put your phone in your pocket, yeah. engaged, made eye contact, yeah, yeah. had an open body stance. Yeah, well, that's it. It's well, so even on a human level as well, it's just common decency. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. like I'm far from being the best personal trainer in the world. You know, I have a long way to go. But if there's one thing I do guarantee is that I'm always with my clients. Yeah. Like, obviously, you're with them, but always there to give feedback and to encourage them yeah. and... Um, no, what you say there is really important. Being with a client is not yeah. the same. It's not just being present. Yeah, in, exactly. In the physical yeah. space, like of roll the call, take I'm here, like exactly. Yeah. But even in the physical space around them, yeah. while they're yeah. doing what you've yeah. prescribed them yeah. to do, being with somebody is so much more than that. It's eye contact. It's yeah. listening to what they're saying. Yeah, yeah. body language, like body language. How it's, hard they're pushing themselves. Yeah. Like when to give them a couple of seconds to catch their it, well, breath. Like yeah, of exactly. Going through the workout with them nearly. Yeah. Yeah, it's being curious about them. It's caring about how they're getting on. Yeah, absolutely. And, and verbalizing yeah. it as well. Like, yeah. So I think that's a really important point you you make up that 
that quite a lot of people kind ah, of yeah. miss out on. Don't well, like, you know, the it's personal training. You know what I mean? It's like the <laughs> emphasis was on being personable, and it should be called personable training. Person- yeah, well, well there's a- an idea <laughs> for a business for you yeah, in the future. Oh, Paul Taylor, personable training. It's <laughs> <laughs> a brilliant idea. Like that. Yeah, exactly. I I just want to put it on record that Paul can use that uh, trademark as much as he wants in the future and I won't, I won't ask him for a 10% hey, we'll put but. together the, the documentation and uh, that can be our yeah, business yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll do it when we're forward. finished <laughs> yeah absolutely so I want to talk a little bit about um, the mind-body connection okay and I just wanted to get your ideas on it um, I don't know is it something that's covered in a sports science degree or in your initial training you know the psychosomatic impact of physical exertion on mood um, do they discuss that in your training um, we or is did, it something you've kind of learned through your own process? It's a kind of, um, I think, for in, there was one module for eight weeks we did in college on psychology. Okay. Um, it was so long ago, I've pretty much... But do, you, do you remember if it was, were they saying, okay, if you do certain, this type of training, you'll feel this way, or this, you'll feel that way? Because I would imagine that it yeah. didn't. It um, I kind of, like... I think it comes down to intuition a little bit. Definitely. And, and experience. Yeah, exactly. And kind of finding out what makes people tick and yeah. trying to get into their heads in a good way and trying to motivate them. Yeah. Um, the one thing I will say is to the thousands of people that I've spoken to on the Dan Kiel Wellness Project uh, page on Facebook and through Stephen O'Barr and all the weight loss rebels uh, ladies, nobody has ever felt in a bad, in a worse mood after they've trained. Oh, no, yeah. Now I'm not saying I'm not saying nobody's felt in a bad mood because I have been still in a bad mood yeah, yeah. after training, or I might still feel a bit depressed after yeah. training. Yeah. Full disclosure. Yeah. It's why I always say on my page, I hate those memes where they say, "The only antidepressant I need," and it's a picture of you know the weights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Fuck off, will you? Yeah, yeah. Because it's so much more complex than that. Yeah, However. Yeah. Nobody I've ever spoken to, and in my personal experience, I've never felt worse than before I started. Oh, no. And you're never going to meet anybody who says, I regret doing that workout. You know, it just doesn't happen. You know, you might feel like doing it before you do it. And, um, and a lot of people... Or some that, people drive into the gym and they might feel bollocks and they might say, oh, I really regret planning this. Uh, yeah. But it's never after. Uh, yeah, exactly. You know, it can be a bit daunting sometimes to do it before you do it but um yeah. like you rarely do a workout and say oh, i wish i didn't do that afterwards no, and um yeah like a lot of people come to me and they're um you know i get told quite frequently that they're happy they're seeing me that day because if they weren't seeing me then they wouldn't be there uh-huh. and then obviously they do their workout and they say they feel much better afterwards so uh, well, some people need that don't they absolutely yeah um and there is a psychology element there's also a big science element as well yeah with the you know endorphins and the yeah. dopamine and all the yeah. feel-good hormones going on in your brain so yeah. um yeah like sorry, psychology the actual physiology as well um you know there's no doubt that exercise and proper nutrition is um you know yeah. like healthcare as opposed to nearly like you know medical care yeah like it's a different Health road people care. go down yeah <laughs> exactly so um yeah like for me that was a you know kind of going back to when i was going through that transitional period um you know, i wanted to get fit i wanted to get strong but i also wanted to feel that kind of energy and yeah. confidence and yeah um you know kind of pep in my step again yeah. so uh yeah, it really is, you know, obviously. How did personal. you leave it, how did you leave all that behind? How did you leave the drinking? Well, obviously yeah. you'd like to have a drink now yeah. and then, like yeah. any normal person, but how did you make that switch from nothing to 
everything <laughs> everything is the wrong word but from nothing to where you are now like how does that happen for um, you when you say nothing you mean well I mean you described earlier on about the rut that you were in when you were working in the bank yeah, and you yeah. hadn't trained five years it's something like that yeah give or like, take and when you say you hadn't trained you literally hadn't uh, no, was, done any specific movement where you were saying I'm gonna try and get fit yeah, no, no nothing you um, obviously have walked around you haven't yeah couch maybe you kicked a football with the lads <clears> for you know well how did you transition from that um, just yeah. well, I made the decision people want to know yeah um, I want to know I made the decision I said I want to feel good I want to feel fit I want most to feel important strong. first step uh, yeah absolutely and then um, yeah it just kind of took off from then I didn't have this big long term plan it was one step at a time, which is the best way to approach it, I think. Another very important uh, piece. Oh, very much so. Um, yeah, you know, like, you know, gradual progression. Um, yeah. So, yep. Um, so the decision is the is the biggest first step, but if we break... Well, it has to come from people. That's why <laughs> I never try to, I don't know, I think if you tell people they should exercise, or you tell people they should eat healthy foods, or tell people oh, they should Oh, you mean it has to smoking. come from the person yeah, themselves? Yeah, absolutely. That's the ultimate thing, I think, anyway, in my experience. Um, oh, 100%. Uh, yeah, if it doesn't, if somebody anybody who says the opposite is just not telling the truth. Basically. Yeah, I, I, I really believe that if anybody is going to kind of begin any journey, it has mm. to come from them and not somebody in your ear telling yeah. you you need to do something. Or you have to be self motivated. Although you can ha get people to help you in your quest, but in terms of if we break it down a bit, when you're making the decision, it has to be self motivated. Yeah, decision. absolutely. Yeah, because people were telling me for years, you know, I kind of need to get my act together and. Were they? Well, yeah, like, kind of, you know... You uh, used to be so fit, Paul, what happened? I just, yeah, like, couldn't even hold down a job, and, um, yeah, just, you know, people you love worry about you when yeah. you're going through such a bad patch in your life, but... Of uh, so, but, no, it didn't matter what anybody said to me, I was always going to be me, and um, yeah. probably, you know, still like that. But, um, well, you're still the same person, but you made a good decision. Yeah, absolutely. For your own health and wellness. Yeah, absolutely. And, like I say, I kind of remember it quite vividly. I just woke up one day and I said to myself, right, I'm going to start looking after myself from now on. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, can we break that down a little bit? I don't want to get too personal now, but yeah, no, go for it. When we spoke to when I spoke to Stephen O'Barr in the first episode, the one that kicked all this this whole podcast off, yeah, yeah, we came up with the idea of a massive motivation. So, when you're thinking, loads of people who are listening to this podcast are going to be either driving to work, driving the kids to school, sit to, wherever they listen to her podcast, yeah. thinking, I need to make a change here. Yeah, it's not enough though to know that you need to make a change. Yeah. If we break it down, it has there has to be a strong motivation behind that decision to yeah, make the change. If why. the motivation, if the why isn't there, yeah. you'll stay in this limbo of, oh yeah, I'll have to change that. I'll have to change that. And you'll just stay in that limbo until you recognize why you want to make it. Yeah. So why did you want to make that change? Um, you said you made the decision and the rest is history, but yeah. what was your motivation behind wanting to make the change? Um, I... It's pretty simple, but I just wanted to feel good again. Yeah. I just wanted to feel good about myself. Yeah. Um, you know, I wanted to have like energy and confidence yeah. and you know, um I remember what it used to feel like to be very physically fit and strong and I wanted to get that back and yeah, uh, yeah just yeah. Well, yeah, happiness. Being so that's your massive motivation. Yeah, exactly. That's your massive just motivation. Just being happy in my own skin. Yeah. Um and yeah, happiness, you know, energy, confidence, being content. Now I'm not like that all the time, you know what <laughs> of I mean? Not. But uh just generally you know, a majority. Yeah, exactly. 
And, um, All we can ever aim for, I think, is the majority yeah, because yeah. as we spoke about uh, difficulties that I've been having in my life over the past six months and yeah. before we came on air and I think that it's not what happens to you as a result of these, whether it's bereavements or whether it's job loss, whether it's breakups, whatever it is, it's how you come back from them that determines how happy or how well you got to be. Oh, absolutely, it? like we all go through challenging times, um, times of adversity, and it's about how you come through those and yeah. you know come out the other end. And but I love that idea of aiming for a majority. Yeah. Do you like that? Yeah, very much. Like so, I just I just thought of that now in terms of. And it was only when you said, "Oh no, I'm not like that all the time." Uh, yeah, yeah, not a fucking weirdo. Like, I'm, I'm, yeah, smiling from ear to ear, twenty four seven. Weirdo in the shop. Why is he smiling? <laughs> yeah. God damn it! He's so happy. I exactly. hate him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but that idea of aiming for the fifty one percent, I think, is is a good goal to have. Very much so. Because more often than not, you will hit seventy, eighty, yeah, ninety, yeah. Um, but if you have that idea in your mind, I think it will prevent you from consistently making poor decisions that bring you down to 30 20 yeah absolutely you know so we're talking about 51 percent, which is a balance yeah balance 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 between zero and 100 yeah. here. and that might be a big progression for somebody huge so you might get to you know feeling you know i suppose good for lack of a better word 51 percent yeah. of the time and then, feeling well exactly and then that might go up a little bit higher and a little bit higher yeah. and you know, you get a little bit healthier, a little bit fitter, you know. And then something happens and you might, you might, you know, you might get a knockback. But where your knockbacks used to bring you back to 20%, now you've gone from 60 to, I don't know, 45. Yeah, and you know how to get back up there as well because you've done it before, so. You have that experience of being there before, so you have something to aim for. Yeah, exactly. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah, it is, very much so. Um, it's a beautiful thing, really. Yeah, I can relate to that because it was like, you know, when I was young, I felt great playing rugby, then yeah. went down a slippery sl slope. It felt like <clears throat> shit for years, but I knew what it felt like to feel yeah. amazing, so it's good to have that reference point. Yeah, I mean, I interviewed Niall Munley. Um, he's in the Performance and Fitness Academy down in Nice. Very inspirational guy. He he's built that place up with his brother Dominic from from scratch, and it's it's one of the biggest gyms in in North Kildare now, if not the biggest. Amazing. But he spoke very similarly to the way you spoke, and I think a lot of people will get a lot out of this point. Is you didn't just have like a couple of months of difficulty no. where you went, oh Jesus, this can't go on anymore. Yeah, I need yeah, to do yeah. something. We're talking years here. Oh yeah, years. Yeah. Minimum of five, and Niall had the same experience. He got to the point where he was actually considered committing suicide. That bad, really? Really, really bad. He spoke really candidly. Guys, if you should, if you haven't checked out the episode that Niall Munley uh, recorded, go and check it out because it is... is, is it, blah, 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 blah. I'll start that again. <laughs> it is a story that will uh, warm your heart and give you the motivation that you need. Because if you have been struggling for years, you can do exactly what Niall did what Paul's doing, what I'm in the process of figuring out how to do through doing this podcast and my own training. I'm doing a great job. Well, thank you. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Like, Because people are always looking for a quick fix. Uh, yeah, and it's not always like that. You know, the quick fix often yeah. isn't the best fix. I want a quick fix, yeah. by the way. I, I, I mean the people that I just Who referenced. <laughs> that I, referenced. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. want the quick fix. Of yeah. course I do. I'm an instant yeah. gratification addict. Yeah. Give it to me now or I won't be happy. So I'm working through all of that kind of stuff within my own mind as well about 
you know, seeing everything as a long-term project. Life yeah. is a long-term project. Absolutely, yeah. Wellness is a long-term project. And I'll reference back to what we just spoke about earlier about aim for the majority and you'll you'll get that steady increase. Absolutely, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So when you break down with a client their process, do you... Like, what type of time frame do you start with for, for people? Is it a couple of weeks? Is it a month? Um, I, Is it different for you? It depends on what the client wants? Exactly. I was okay. just going to say. So, okay. you know, I really try not to have this default template I follow. Yeah. Because, again, going back to personal training, it's about what the person themselves, yeah. uh, where they're at and what they need. So um, There's a lot of factors, isn't there, to take into account? Yeah, absolutely, where they're beginning from. Yeah. Um, you know their history of health and nutrition and yeah. training and um, current medical conditions yeah absolutely yeah the list goes on Um, you know some people have a more short-term goal if they're trying to fit into a dress for a wedding or going yeah. on a holiday or something like that but um the vast majority of the people i work with uh, tend to be in it for the long haul okay which is great that's i didn't expect you to say that really yeah, yeah. it's just sort of the way it materialized um well, it is personable training, so I'm sure the way you have, you know, been with your clients has encouraged, has made them think, I'm definitely going to go back to this guy, because I definitely will go back to you. Oh, thank you, I appreciate that. A million and, percent. Uh, yeah, um, no, I feel quite proud in the fact that, uh, you know, my, it feels nearly wrong calling them clients, because I've yeah. built such strong, so strong relationships, relationships with yeah. these people, but uh, yeah, uh, retention is very good, and, um, you know, I really think that if you just are going back to what we were talking about earlier on if you're really there with people and you know just going through the journey with them and you know giving them all the help and advice you can and just going the extra mile because well you're building trust there oh yeah absolutely yeah i feel like a psychologist sometimes because yeah. you know or like a therapist because yeah. people come in and um you know they really open up to you yeah. about their personal stuff and yeah. um you how was that for you uh i I'm more than happy to talk about that with them. You know, I wouldn't overly indulge myself because yeah. it's about no, them. So of course. if they want to come no, in. No, I meant, but I meant more like you're obviously used to it now. Oh, how, yeah. What was that like at the beginning I, when people started like just spilling their guts to you? Was it a bit disconcerting? I don't No, It was quite, um, it felt quite natural actually because oh. they wouldn't do it initially because they're just getting to know me like <laughs> I'm getting to know them. So, um, yeah, you just kind of, your relationship builds with time and yeah. you get to know each other a little bit better and yeah. then obviously like trust builds. Yeah. So, um, no, I wouldn't ever say that it ever felt uncomfortable or anything like that. Um, oh, that's a, that's yeah. a very good thing. No, no, I'm just going to say that that's really positive because I would imagine that people who would not have the type of personality that you have, say, might be kind of put off yeah. their own job by that fact and they might be come across a bit colder then because they're really uncomfortable with it. Maybe. and So you're lucky that you weren't, like you know, and your clients are lucky that you yeah, weren't. Yeah, no, and I feel quite comfortable in those situations and I can yeah. appreciate why some trainers <coughs> might want to be there to train their clients and that's their sole purpose. But yeah, uh, yeah for me, it'd be, you know, I kind of nearly encourage it in a way. It's sort yeah. of like, you know, ask how's your day and they tell me something important to them I try yeah. to check back with them the next day I see them to see Very how good. it went and uh, yeah. yeah just you know like listen to what they're saying to yeah. you they're obviously you know communicating stuff with you for yeah. a reason so 
you know that's fantastic no it's, it's brilliant i did not expect to be speaking about this to you today that's really brilliant i just love that because as you said it's common human decency. yeah, yeah absolutely we're that's talking it. about it like we've just discovered yeah, you're a new, having a conversation a with a person like yeah exactly yeah, this discovery yeah. we've made like oh, yeah i'm yeah. proud to announce yeah. on the don kill wells project yeah. podcast that people can be nice to each other yeah, Imagine. absolutely yeah and listening is a skill <laughs> you know crazy yeah it's just um yeah so uh, it's a beautiful thing yeah absolutely Do you know i know we laughed about it just there but it's not it shouldn't be taken for granted um it shouldn't be taken for granted i know that you're saying this is just the way i am that's the, what i believe about myself as well yeah but i really think there's such beauty in that interpersonal connection oh yeah with every person that you meet yeah you know and it's such a privilege that i work with families who are in homelessness in in ireland oh, wow. and have done for the past six seven years yeah. Been working with the homeless charity for 10 years and even to this day whilst i do get a bit burnt out sometimes a bit of compassion fatigue yeah. you know the situation in ireland is so difficult with feck all houses and so many people needing housing yeah. that can really run you down a bit but I still to this day get such a buzz out of the interpersonal connection yeah. that I have with the people I work with yeah and you know? know you're making such a big difference to you know their lives so obviously. well I'd like to think so yeah, but I'm I sure think that the, the fact that like I could have meetings all day in a Monday right or I could have I could be doing my paperwork half a day in a Monday. Then I just have that one meeting with a client that I'm working with. Yeah. And I cannot describe to you how much better I feel. Yeah. It's like doing a workout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's such power and connection between people. Yeah. And that human decency that we did, or the common decency that we did uh, joke about just there, yeah. people do take it for granted. Yeah. And maybe forget that they're not connecting enough with people. Yeah. Because we're all in our phones, you know, we're all... I'm as guilty as the next person of, you know, scrolling through whatever I'm scrolling through and not making the effort to to make that human connection. Because community really is king, in my opinion, you know. Yeah. There's, there's a lot in that. There's a lot in that. And I think that it's a beautiful thing that you're able to bring it to the work that you do. And I'm, I am certain, I'm a million percent certain that your all of your clients' wellness is vastly improved through meeting you. Uh, well, I would like to hope so. And certainly well, unless you're completely bullshitting me here, uh, yeah, you're, no, you're I'm one honest. of those traders. Who's yeah, no, I'm not clever enough to make a bullshit like this. So uh, <laughs> trust me, I'm not bullshitting you. But uh, yeah, I would certainly like to think so. You know, yeah. they invest their money and their time, and you know, they could be going to. There's so many personal trainers in Dublin, but they, yeah. um, you know, thankfully are loyal to me as I try to be with them. Yeah. So uh, no, you know, it's not just about you know. Like obviously the first kind of main reason they come to you is to get you know fit or lose weight or whatever, but yeah. uh, there's really so much more to it than that. Yeah. Um, you know, it's about kind of being there for them. Um, yeah. And yeah, just like going the extra mile and. Um, and was there a lot of your clients that came to you for the the dress at the wedding who stayed? Um. Yes. Like, would you get that quite often where the, there's an initial? Oh, I'm only here for X, Y, and Z. I'm only here for you know Christmas party yeah. season or dress yeah, yeah. for the wedding, and then. I'll come back. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So there's retention rates from initially short-term yeah. goals. Oh, very much so. Yeah. Um. Yeah, absolutely. Um. You know, in fairness, like it's probably more so that you know yeah. not that many people come to you the first time they meet you and say you know <laughs> I want you to train me for the rest of my days. You know, because that's they, a very good point. Uh, yeah, because they, they don't know you yet, and you could be yeah. some. You mightn't click. 
And yeah. I, I think it doesn't matter if you have all this information about training and nutrition. You know, if people don't like you and you're yeah. that big kind of connection that you said yeah. isn't there, then They're not gonna that's apparent between me and them. And exactly. it just it doesn't quite click so um Yeah, it kind yeah. of makes my question a moot point, actually, because yeah. most people will like to develop the relationship, see how see it, where goes. it goes. Yeah, exactly. It's like any relationship. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nobody comes to you and says, do you want to go for dinner on Saturday yeah, yeah. and get married? Yeah, you're not going to go to up to a girl in the bar and say, do you want to marry me no, straight away? No. So, yeah, yeah, the stepping stones. No, I've like, made that mistake. Yeah, it yeah, did no. not work out well for me at all. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a conversation for a different day. But, uh, for a different podcast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, very much so. Um, a relationship podcast. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, a lot of the time it is, you know, people saying, I want to lose a bit of weight. Yeah. Let's see how it goes, but yeah. then, um, yeah, thankfully things just seem to carry on. After well, you that, said so. a very important word there before. You said people are investing. Yeah. Oh yeah, their money, time, money, time, their person, their trust. Yeah, their trust. You yeah. know, they're investing in something that hopefully is going to yeah. make their lives happier. Yeah, and it's, it's a lot of responsibility is. on a trainer because you're telling them to do all these, you know, exercises that could yeah. be risky, and yeah. telling them to follow all these like kind of nutritional protocols and yeah, if you're yeah. giving somebody bad advice then you could really yeah. do damage to them so yeah and um, you know it's obviously you know and um, trusting in you as a person yeah. but kind of trusting in you as a professional as well absolutely getting the balance between the two so what's the future for paul taylor health and fitness where, uh, do, where do you see yourself going with it uh keep all my clients happy is the uh you know first one that's the present yeah absolutely <laughs> and the future <laughs> and uh, make sure that they keep progressing and yeah. um, that they're going where they want to go and then personally, I'd like to get a little bit more active on social media. Yeah. And a little bit like what you're doing. Um, well, the posts that you've been putting up have been very informative. Uh, thank you. And like You've obviously done a lot of research into them and I find them very balanced, very accessible really. You don't yeah. overdo the science, yeah. but you don't put any, any bullshit in either. Yeah. Um, if people want to see those posts, where would they go? Uh, they would go to my Facebook page. It's Paul Taylor Health and Fitness. Okay. And uh, feel enough. free to give it a like and give it a follow. Yeah, and, please uh, do like Paul's page, guys. Yeah, and Paul click Taylor. like for Paul Taylor Health and <laughs> Fitness. And uh, yeah, share all my posts because there's good information there. So yeah. yeah, basically the principle of my page is, um, you know, I'm not trying to criticize anybody, but I see a lot of sort of trainers and health and fitness people and it's a lot of selfies. Yeah. And here's what I'm doing, and um, yeah. here's it's a little bit yeah. all about the person of the page. So uh, yeah. I don't actually put up that much about myself. Uh, yeah. What I try and do is, you know, just give information that's yeah. going to help people yeah. with their. I, I mean, I would recommend a balance between the two. Yeah, like the fitness pages that I follow, and you know, I'm far from an expert in this area, but yeah. the ones that I respond best to have the information. But also, this is what I'm doing as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Just have that nice balance, except like instead of doing all of just selfies, yeah, do yeah. a tricep, yeah, yeah, push in down. The mirror, yeah. I mean, I'm not a fitness page, so yeah. I can post as many selfies as I want. I yeah. just want people to be happy and smiling, yeah. so I post <laughs> post workout smileys oh, yeah. as much as possible. Yeah, but I yeah. totally take your point. Well, about, I think you're right actually, because um, if if you're just putting up all this information all the time. There's yeah. no face to it, you know yeah. what I mean? There's no personality. Yeah. And I think if people are going to follow a page, they yeah. want to know who they're following. And certainly, like, we've got such a beautiful... In and thank you for your honesty throughout this hour. You know, people have got a lot of 
insight into your journey so far and if they were to click into your page i'm sure they want to continue to get to know you a bit better yeah absolutely i'm gonna try and get a bit more regular with my posts and stuff. just work is very busy and uh yeah yeah i do really want to try to get more kind of information and yeah. content out there well i look i look forward people. to all of it yeah thanks i very really much. do um i have one more question I go for it. a question that i always ask and it is paul taylor what does wellness mean to you? Um, you asked me to think about this. Yeah. And, uh, it's the only question I let people uh, prepare. Yeah. Uh, and when I think, I just think of happiness, really. Okay. Um, and being content. Um, so I think of wellness is quite a broad term. Mm. Um, so for me, um, you know, I place a lot of importance on kind of feeling energetic and confident, like I was talking about earlier on. So mm. um, I prioritize a lot of my day to food preparation. Okay. Make sure that I feel is kind of you know energized. Say a bit more about that. Um, yeah. So would you spend, do that in the morning times generally? Or? I, uh, what do I do? Yeah, uh, mornings, afternoons, evenings. To be honest, whenever the time is there, you 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 put a little bit of it aside to make sure that you're not going to fall short. Yeah, no, absolutely. So I yeah. make the time, you know, and even yeah. if it takes time out of my day, I don't have. I make sure I get it done. Yeah. Um, because to me, like you are what you eat, really. I know yeah. it's a bit of an old saying, but um, yeah, you know, I kind of. I don't know, I really do believe that, you know, nutrition is, like, really going to have, if you have it, not to say correct, but if yeah. you have what works for you, um, yeah. it's going to make you feel so much better, and, you know. I really like the way you said that. What? You you stopped yourself from saying correct. Yeah. And shifted, like, that's yeah. the mindset. Yeah. That's the beautiful mindset, because it is so subjective, wellness is yeah. subjective, so is nutrition. Yeah, absolutely, and everything is You really. don't have to have brown rice broccoli yeah. and chicken yeah. for every meal no not at all eat what you like yeah absolutely and get the balance right between you know what's palatable what you like and yeah. the nutritional side as well and um, so yeah sorry for rambling but um, no no it's this is good um, insight this yeah. is what people want to hear yeah so you know i want to feel good every day going to work and um, then there's the training side of it as well yeah and um, that to me is a big part of my own mental wellness yeah um, you know i try to push myself as hard as i can when i train and Sometimes when I'm doing it, I'm sort of saying, God, what am I what am I doing this to myself? Like, it's such hard work. But as soon as I finish, it's like we were saying earlier on, you never say, I, re I regret doing that. I wish I didn't do that. So, um, you know, that's a big source of wellness to me. Yeah. And then, obviously, kind of the like, kind of social level relationships. Yeah. Um, you know, my relationship with my girlfriend is very important to me. And, yeah. you know, thankfully, that's going smoothly. Yeah. And um, I've been lucky to have my kind of uh, social circle of friends for a very long time. Yeah. And, um, uh, you know, we don't see each other as much as we used to because we're all busy. And, but, the, you know, but you all know you're there for each other. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, we're kind of, yeah, always joking and laughing. Yeah. And yeah. there's always great camaraderie. And then, yeah. obviously, my family as well. My yeah. mom, my dad and my sister. So that's all very important to me, too. Yeah. And... Um, and it's all impactful on your wellness because it, like it's such a complex thing. Yeah, it's so broad as well. I think yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So and I think personally, uh, I would agree with everything you've said there in terms of you, you picked a part. You, if you had a look, at, if you could look at your life as a pie chart. Yeah. You have all the things marked in there: food, exercise, family, friends. Yeah, absolutely. Partner, yeah. Um, social life, all that kind of yeah, stuff. There's so much to it. It's so broad. I think the trick of of 
true wellness is getting the balance between all of them. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You know, you know when something is out of sync. You know when you haven't seen someone in a while. You know when you've eaten too much shite. You yeah. know when you haven't trained enough yeah. this week. Yeah, absolutely. So it's all about pulling your your balance back in. Yeah, yeah. and having that balance around. Yeah, exactly. The pie chart. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's it's a good um, analogy. Yeah. Yeah. What's your current definition of wellness, Dan? That's, no one's ever asked me that. Ah, there you go. You know, nobody, yeah. you know, that's <laughs> There's the first episode thirty. Dan yeah, Kell's yeah. definition of wellness. <laughs> I was going to interview myself for the crack, but I said that oh, would yeah. be too much work. Yeah, I found a voice like What's my current definition of wellness? Um, like, well, it's everything that you said there in terms of you need to look at your life in terms of balance between all of the things that make you feel good. Yeah. So that includes balance your mental word. health. Includes your physical health, yeah. your nutrition, yeah. connection with family and friends. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, you like some people more than others, and some people hate their family. I get that. Yeah. You don't. People who are listening to this now don't have to include family. Yeah, and friends. exactly. But just connection with others, I find to be the most important part for me. Yeah. I mentioned earlier about when I do have a meeting with a client in my job after doing a day of of uh, paperwork or meetings with other professionals and yeah. I feel I'm bouncing off the walls. Yeah. I feel amazing. It's like what I haven't trained for a couple of days and I go into the gym. My energy is completely renewed. I'm bouncing off the walls. Yeah, yeah. Have a great laugh with friends. Yeah. Have a nice meal that I prepared. Yeah. The change in my wellness between prior to those events yeah. and after them yeah. is colossal. And they right? are on your pie chart. Yeah. yeah. The most difficult part for me currently is when I'm not feeling, when I'm feeling a bit depressed or feeling down, is pushing myself through. Yeah. So when I'm going through a really good period, doing all of th those things is easy. When I'm in a down period, which I am currently, okay. it's kind of like, it's a real effort to make the connection, to go to the gym, to do the food prep. Yeah, yeah. I still do it. Yeah. Maybe not as often as I could. Yeah. I find that wellness is that time after doing all of those things and during them yeah 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 is what defines how happy i am at the moment very good it's good insight yeah and thanks for asking and you're more than welcome <laughs> so lads thanks a million for tuning into episode 30 of the dan kill wellness project podcast um a little bit of insight from the host at the end there unusually <laughs> thanks to paul's beautiful question um i just want to say a huge thanks to everybody who has listened so far i want to say a massive thanks to my boy paul taylor health and fitness it was his first podcast. Can you believe that? I can't believe it. He was like a pro. Um, I didn't feel like one. Well, you you sounded like one, my friend. Paul has already offered to come on again where we're going to... We didn't actually get to dispelling myths today because I found your uh, personal story too interesting. Oh, but we much. will come back to your second episode in a few months' time. We'll do a bit of myth busting. We'll yeah. do a bit of love to do with training and nutrition and something yeah. like that to help people if possible. Even better. So yeah. I don't even have to think of the ideas. Uh, oh, we can do. You it come together. up with the idea. Yeah. No, that's fine with me. Yeah. So yeah, thanks, Paul, for coming on. I really, really appreciate your time and your effort. Um, and I really, really appreciate the idea of personable training. Yeah. and that's what that seems to be exactly what you're doing and are devoted to so i commend you for that oh, thanks very much I appreciate um, that. if you want to check out paul's page again guys it's paul taylor health and fitness p-a-u-l-t-a-y-l-o-r health and fitness on facebook if you want to talk to me 
you can get me at dankyowellnessproject at gmail.com or you can go on dankyowellnessproject on Facebook. And this is the first time I'm going to ask this, but will you, set, will you leave me a review on iTunes? Because that really helps get more listeners on board. And as you know, you guys, I just want to con connect with as many people as possible to help them improve their wellness because every time I connect with someone, mine improves. So have a great week, guys, and I'll chat to you soon. All the best. See you, Paul. Thanks a million. Bye. Hi, my name is Fred Coop. Hi, this is Ruro Donoghue. Hey, this is Dave Moore. Hi, this is Aaron Brown. Hi, this is Charlie Wynn. Hi, this is Deepa Lee. Danny O'Reilly, frontman of the Corrodas. Hi, this is Derek O'Boyle. Hi, we're Relish. Hey, this is Mal from the Riptoid Movement. Irish poet, Colin Keegan. Hi, this is David Nolan from Hume Performs Advancement. And you're listening to the Dan Kill Wellness Project Podcast. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>